Happy New Year from Mines at York. Except for you, you York bastard. You know which one I'm talking to. back to Minds at York. I'm Megan. Uh, my name is Alex. And I'm Tim. And we've already that. lost Meg. It's, literally, it's been it's two seconds. Alex looking at me like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> well, I'm looking at you like you're podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Stop being so judgmental, Alex. <laughs> Never. That's my secret cap. <laughs> uh, today is our special, we're in person and recording together, which is always a bad idea. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Live from a secret bunker. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere, where it's too hot. Well, here, I can pull out my phone and turn on the air. <laughs> In the secret bunker. That is not Alex's house. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well. I did not uh, burn down my house yesterday as I wired in a new thermostat. That is acceptable. Yeah. Or electrocute myself. I was pretty proud of myself for not doing either of those things. Yeah. He's like, I have this weird wire in my wall that I don't know what it's for. And I was like, did, did you play with it? And he's like, no, I turned off the power, Megan. And it's like, <laughs> never would have crossed my mind. Sorry. I even double checked that the breaker labeled air also turned off the <laughs> furnace. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, pro tip that has nothing to do with atomorphs. Double check that you turned off to the power you th- turned off the power to the thing you think you turned off the power to. Yeah, adulting's hard. <laughs> How you doing, Tim? I am good. We are almost through the holidays. <laughs> you sound so resigned. Oh, uh, I, I I can't wait. Too too much to do. You're too one of those that likes January. Yes, yes. January wow. brings relief. You don't need the warmth and 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 camaraderie of the holidays. You just need the coldness and y- yes, gray yes. skies, the bitterness, yes, <laughs> and the the going back to having free time. It's amazing, <laughs> free time. What is that? Yeah, right. Something that doesn't exist in the months of November and December. Free time's just another word for nothing left to do. Free time is called hibernation time, and that's when I hide in my apartment and do things like crochet. <laughs> Fair. Hibernation time. January is when I go back into rehearsal and no longer have time of any kind. Well, we're not all like you and have social lives. It's fine. Look, (laughs) some of us have projects instead of social lives. (laughs) Is it healthy? No. Do we have time to think about that? Also, no. (laughs) So it's fine. (laughs) Well, speaking of, I guess, projects and no social lives, we read an Animorphs book. Oh, right. Yes. That's why we're here. That is why we're here. This is not just a continuation of the hour of conversation we've had so far. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. We read a Cassie book, uh, The Prophecy, which I only know because my calendar reminded me that that's what we were reading today. So, uh, Tim, want to get ready? I mean, you're pulling up the summary. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. All right. Everyone stare at Tim. That's fine. I I can deal with people looking you know what, at fuck me. You guys. <laughs> uh, Cassie and Rachel morph to retrieve a love doodle from a math teacher. That sounds weird. The doodle wasn't from the math teacher. The, <laughs> it, it was about Jake. The 
the math teacher has the doodle. Let me just make that clear. Oh. This isn't weird. I'm, I'm going to clarify a little more for you here, not to steal your thunder. Cassie made the doodle yes, about Jake about and Jake. accidentally gave it to the math teacher. Yeah. The math teacher did not doodle about Jake. <laughs> that part of the summary sounded weird. So. Rachel is not the math tutor. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. I knew that was coming and still. <laughs> did nothing to stop it. Jeremy leaves the Hidden Valley Ranch to get the Animorphs. And Arn has come. He has a plan to make more hork He needs to revive Ciro's daughter, Aldria, by placing her consciousness in somebody. That somebody is Cassie. Aldria agrees to the plan, but doesn't really trust anybody. The group heads to the hork homeworld. They are in a Yurk ship and encounter an Andalite ship, and that goes about how you'd expect. Aldrea attacks the Andalite ship, but only to stop it from attacking them. Four bug fighters fly in, and they team up to eliminate them. The Andalite ship leaves. They arrive on the hork planet and begin their search. Everyone has trust issues. The gang decides to morph hork except for Tobias. The Yurks have done a number on the planet. Aldrea's home is now a Yurk pool. The transport ship of weapons that they want is in a tree in the Yurk pool. Cassie's supposed to fly high, then fall slowly with wings, then demorph, and then morph a whale before hitting the pool. The fight is on as they break in and steal the ship and drain the Yurk pool. No one celebrates the victory. Aldrea, Axe, and Cassie put on a show to get Toby to return to Earth, and Aldrea returns to her bottle. Man, Which, that sounds like a yeah. very small plot compared to the book. <laughs> yeah, it's really a shame that this book drives Aldrea to alcoholism. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought after I said that one, too. I was, I, just not really. Maybe I should read these before I read them on air. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please don't. 34 books in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Never stop the magic. <laughs> um, uh, so this one on the cover, I read the tagline. Might be the dumbest thing that I've ever heard in my life. I just want to start there. What's it say? What you don't know can't hurt you. (laughs) Fucking hell. Literally the dumbest sentence ever written. Except for the Yerks, is is what it says. That is very bad. Now, I have to ask, when it says except for the Yerks, does it mean what the Yerks don't know can hurt them? Or if you (laughs) don't know Yerks, they can hurt you? I mean, all around it's bad. Maybe that's it. Nothing, no, no sentient life in the universe can be hurt by what they don't know, except for the Yurks, who can only be hurt by what they don't know. That's how I'm going to choose to read it now. Okay. That makes about as much sense as the way I read it the first time. Kind of makes sense with the plot. (laughs) It's the first time the tagline has been Elamist bullshit, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Because the Yurks don't know that the Animorphs are human. And that hurts them. And that hurts them. Visser, do you know <laughs> that the animals oh are tiny human children? The most mansplained song is fucking Mary, <laughs> did you know? And <laughs> figuring out that, that this year, just <laughs> fucking you, had the baby. Do you know about your baby? <laughs> you <laughs> messaged this to me and it was the best. It's the best. I didn't think anything would eclipse simply having... <laughs> But that did. And the they benefited from the eclipse. It was helpful. 
Have you heard of this? The, no the Michael, idea what song? you're talking about. Okay, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It's uh-huh. like one of the worst songs. But if you think of it as a bunch of people having a pagan ritual, and then someone walks in and they're like simply like singing because it's distract. describing the scene. The lights are low, the candles are lit. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the actual tweet. No, we can do that after. Okay. <laughs> It's on the internet. You can find it. Yes. <laughs> we it will we so will retweet better. it. We've only barely missed Christmas. <laughs> it's always Christmas time somewhere. I don't think that's true. I don't think that works. Yeah. It's not like know. a time zone thing. You, well, it's more Time Lord stuff from Alex. Yeah. That's he's true. Been, he's been a Time Lord today. Wibbly wobbly. Yeah. So, Tim, what did you think of this one? Um, I liked this one right up until the changing of like a bunch of animals and falling into the York pool. I liked Aldrea being back. Uh, more interesting, out-of-the-box stuff with her being in the bottle and stuff and coming back out into somebody's consciousness. Do you want to clarify maybe what the phrase in the bottle means oh, in this case? Yeah, her consciousness was stowed away in a bottle. She's sort of a psychic genie. Yeah, yeah. But she, she needed a receptacle in order to come out and function. An incorporeal yerk, if you will. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I did not love this one. We've not had a lot of Cassie recently, and I still feel like there wasn't a lot of Cassie in this book. No, yeah. She she, she did not get full, full time yeah. because of and her shared space with Aldrea. I read a good bit of this in the car today, and Alex got a lot of me being like, no, this is not, stop, Cassie, why? I actually do like this one all right, but... It does kind of kind of back to Meg's theorem. You can tell it's ghostwritten when maybe they don't know exactly how to write Cassie. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are some serious like no, that's not Cassie moments in here. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy, Cassie doesn't have a confidence problem. Cassie doesn't have a confidence problem. Like a little fish out of water sometimes. If it's you know, hey, let's go shopping mm-hmm. or relationship stuff. Yes, but not so much. In the field. Like, Cassie will debate things, and Cassie may not be comfortable with decisions, but it's not a confidence thing. Yeah. There was one line that... But there's a line early on in this where Cassie's like, oh, yeah, you can kill them. I'm like, no! (laughs) Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Cassie's... Okay, Cassie does play the martyr frequently. Like, that is kind of... Every time it's one of her books, it's kind of some role of... My life is not important as saving yeah. X, Y, yeah. and Z. But the whole talk of like sacrificing herself for Aldria, I hate it. See, I don't think I ever read it as sacrificing herself for Aldria. I she read it literally as... says it's selfish to want to keep my body or something like that. Well, but I, I read it as they would be two minds sharing a body. I don't fucking care. Yeah, I, I also read it as as an interesting I never read it as her giving up on every it. sci-fi movie. Every you cannot have two consciences, consciousness, consciousnesses. I don't know. No, keep going, line. keep going. These are fun. <laughs> no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I well, I read it as her as having just like nobody's ever been in this position before. What's the right thing to do? Kind of thing. Everyone who she's has not, a yerk in their head has been in this position. She's not real. It's well, not, not really her. because the yerk has total control, and she has shared control. So it, it you is can slightly still have different. Share control with a yerk. You can if you're a volunteer. Yeah, but they 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 don't. Some do. Like one. Taylor. Okay, t- two. 
Both of the ones we've met and spent time with. <laughs> the good ones. The other volunteer ones. They get McDonald's when they're in the Yerk Bowl. <laughs> I don't know. I just... It's not... She's. It's not her. It's just a yeah. little bit of essence. Yeah. And it's... I don't know. No, I definitely don't think the right answer is yes, I should... I should... Uh, share my brain space with Aldrea. I do think Cassie's saying, is it murder if I make her leave, is very Cassie. Yeah. It is, and it's not murder in my opinion. No, I don't it's think definitely it is either. not. And I think, I think though it helps to frame it that way, so that when we get, because let's, let's be honest, this is really an Aldrea book. Yes. yes. That's what this is. That's true. And it sets up Aldrea basically coming to the conclusion for herself to quote the theme song to iZombie, I'm already dead. Such a good theme song. Um, yeah, honestly, I think this would have been better if it was a Tobias book talking about, I don't know, this, so much of this book made more sense as a Tobias book in my head than it does as a Cassie book. Or even a Jake book. Yeah, Jake's very good at are you Are you saying as a Jake book where Aldrea still went into Cassie's head? And it was told from Jake's perspective, or Cassie or Aldrea yeah. went into Jake's head. Like Jake or Tobias having to manage. I'm saying I don't, okay. having I don't, to manage, like dealing with one of their team members having this other yeah. influence. That being said, I would be mad if they had done that because it should be a Cassie book if she's going to be in Cassie. But yeah. so much of this book, especially with Aldrea, is. I'm a hork bajir and, and all these people being like, no, you're not. And I want to be like, you kind of stop saying this in front of Tobias. Yeah. yeah right. Cause it's, but I yeah. like that. I like that concept of reading it from somebody else's perspective Yeah, because you wouldn't get all the goings ons in the minds of Cassie, the conversation that's happening interior. Yeah. You would only get, what does the group see? And it would sometimes be interesting to read to like, was that Cassie or was that Aldrea that yeah. just said that? And I think that would have been an interesting. And I think Jake as leader having to make decisions with this X factor would be interesting. And if there's anyone I'm going to trust to not make it a gross, Oh no, the girl I'm in love with thing. Yeah. At the same time. It would have be. been a cool Megamorphs. Yeah, actually, actually, that's yes. really good. Yeah, because then you would have had some of that interior stuff as you need it, but then a lot of that external viewpoint. And I just would have liked more in space, more on the Horbisher planet. All of that yes. could have been a little bit bigger. Yeah. Yes, and also the ending, which still doesn't make sense to me, could have been progressed a little bit more. Do you have, do you ever get frustrated when you hear somebody who has like? The really amazing viewpoint on something, and then you're you're sad now that it wasn't that way. Yes, this would have been such a good Megamorphs book. This is how my mind is most of the time. <laughs> oh, that's totally how this should have been done. Um, but overall, I didn't hate it. I just don't feel like it's enough. Like now that we've started into the ghostwritten books, one of our biggest complaints has been that the the girls kind of get shoved aside unless it's their yeah. book. And even here, Cassie is still kind of shoved aside mm -hmm. and we've got another five books before we get back to her six yeah. books. Cause I think visitors fallen in the middle of here somewhere. It does. It uh, comes after next. the next. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. it was the next one. No, no we'll one do more. proposal then just sir. Okay. Proposal. I'm sorry. Promposal. Promposal. Um, Damn, it. <laughs> Damn it. That started in the nineties. <laughs> oh, it's time travel. Of. 
let's also enjoy the fact that the Phantom Menace was referenced in this book. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say it into a microphone. It wasn't that bad. No, I have nothing wrong. I remember with Phantom Menace coming out and really liking it, but I was also 11 years old. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, big Star Wars I dug movie. it. I, okay. I liked Jar Jar Binks. I just, oh, okay. Now calm down. We were... <laughs> We were, um, I, okay. So the entire prequels to me are nowhere near as bad as they get crapped on. No. Agreed. Yeah. Now I will say of two, there's a good movie in there. Yeah. And there's George Lucas writing romance that kind of doesn't do anything. You could say the same thing about three. There's well, problems throughout, and I will definitely yeah. give you that. Here's here's the thing with two. Like when I rewatched this for the first time in years before Force Awakens. I'm like, I can remember half of a movie's worth of movie. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff I couldn't remember was the stuff like, I remember this as being better than people say it is because I don't remember any of this mm-hmm. other stuff that's just not memorable. Mm-hmm. Two was the one we kept in the car for long trips because my brother's a big Star Wars fan. I've seen two way too many times for a movie uh, that I don't particularly also, like. two has some very good music in it. It does. Three, Three. Everybody talks about two. Three was the one that, that let me down the most in parts. But as again, it's just not as bad as everybody says it is. I will. I wish I could remember who tweeted it. It was a comics writer, but the, the best, uh, rise of Skywalker tweet that I have seen is, you know, I think if you dug revenge of the Sith, you're probably set up to really enjoy this movie. Do you think that's a dig? No. Oh, it was okay. entirely earnest. It was a, I loved Revenge of the Sith, and I really dug this. I think that's oh, okay. the best way to go in. Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. If you can get past the problems in one, you could probably get past the problems in the other. Anyway, uh, my general feeling on prequels is usually they don't add a lot of color. Like I think Animorphs is exception. Have, have, have all three of us seen the new? Yes. Yes, okay, but that, we're not going to talk about no, 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 not going to do it. Here. We're not even going to give opinions about the quality. No, 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 of no, 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 no. Just curious before we, yes. you know, since we were talking about it, if everybody had seen it. Yes, Alex yeah. saw it before us because I saw it like an hour or two before you did. Oh, that's right. As soon that's as D and D was canceled that night, I am like, let me bid it. Get, let yep. me buy a ticket. Yep. Oh, okay. So, um, where do we want to start? How do you pronounce the Arn's name? Oh, and that's always on you. You get the job of yeah. pronouncing alien words. Okay. I'll give you mine after you give me yours. Okay. <laughs> what are we, 12? Quaffy Genevan. That's a hard cue. I also went with Quaffy Gen- I, went, I went with a softer eye, Quaffy Genevan. Quaffy So we were pretty close. Yeah, we were. Okay. But I, every time I read his name, do you know where my brain went? No. no. S- Slarty Bartfist. Oh, God. What is Slarty Bartfist? The uh, omniscient universe builders in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Really? Yes. Slarty Bartfist. And we had no. to pronounce them when I did judging book covers, and I was like, I hate all of these. <laughs> Which is why I make you pronounce alien words, because I have to do it on judging book covers. <laughs> also, there was no Chapman in this, but I have a Chapman, and it's only because they, used to, they, they said the alien name Arn. About 10 million times, so Do of you course, want Arnie Kneecap to be Chapman? <laughs> it was, I actually went with Arne Anderson. Oh. Yes. Oh, but Arnie Kneecap would be good. I think Arnie Kneecap would be good. I want Arnie Kneecap for Chapman and Adel Rafai for <laughs> Visser 3. Fuck yes. <laughs> That's very good. 
I just remember Arn Anderson yelling at the Aaron TV. Aaron Keefe is Visser One. So, have you guys? Are you both Whovians? I know you are, but you also aren't. But no, I know you are, and you've yeah. seen David Tennant. Yes, you don't necessarily have. No, David I, I I actually just watched a bunch of the Eccleston stuff, so I'm working okay. my way through. Uh, so have you seen the first episodes with River Song in the library? No, not yet. Okay. I haven't made it that. Far. Talking to Alex then. Yes. The little the little mind control thing that they're not mind control the little recorder that they have on their suits. Yeah. That's what I thought of with Aldria the whole time. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's why every time Cassie was like, um talking about sharing her body is it murder blah 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 blah. and it was like it's an echo it's a recording it's not her she's not going to develop into anything more than what this little essence is yeah oh it just made me angry it's a speed force ghost yes yeah or a force ghost also you should watch the episodes with river song like what uh, the fuck I'm working hey, my way there working, a, i've seen some of the river song stuff just not in the correct order hey tim is a speed force ghost just a force ghost that explodes if it goes under 55 miles an hour in my world now, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves is is every Where's version Keanu of Keanu Reeves Star Wars movie. So I saw Little Women last night. And there was a trailer for the new SpongeBob movie, and Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? He plays a sentient tumbleweed. Somebody <laughs> like what? There's a character from Knights of the Old Republic that they wanted to be Keanu Reeves, and one of the things I saw today. I think we need to make Keanu Reeves the voice of Baby Yoda. Yes. I don't know what my gut reaction was to that. I think I need to parse <laughs> it out first before I respond. Excitement. I'm going to yes, say excitement. I don't know. I don't know. Intense joy. No. One it word. It wasn't that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted 3 pictures are out. Yes. I can't wait. That's a movie, Alex. <laughs> Movies are those things that you put you put a nickel in the machine and turn a crank, and yep, you yeah. are correct. Somehow, that seems right for Alex. That does, yeah. Like completely in the wrong time period, <laughs> right for Alex. Wibbly wobbly. Yep, there you go. What else do we want to talk about? With this I know that before uh, we get too far off. Let's talk again. about Aldrea. We were th- this yeah. was one of the things we we started to get into in the car and said we would wait on. Yes. Um, Aldrea, especially early in this, reads very differently than in Hork Bajir Chronicles. Which Tim has nodded his assent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think I actually made that comment. Yes. But I'm now going to defend or the opposite, I guess. Like I understand why. We saw her in Horror Picture Chronicles. She's young. She's new. She or new. She's young. She's green. She's, you know, her parents just died. She's in love. And the Aldria we get is someone who's been in battle for years and, you know, has a kid and a completely different life and all that stuff. And I guess it's just to represent how much this war has hardened her. And I, I but I didn't like it. Well, and she's also, like, in the course of this book, trying to process a significant amount yes. of trauma that yeah. she has to accept yes. as past history that is her right. future, in a way, because it happened after her memories were recorded right. and her present, and that that is still all stuff she is dealing with. I kept trying to put myself in that position of waking up tomorrow and somebody looking at me and telling me that, you know, you did. Not and, just dead. You've been dead. Yeah, you've been dead. <laughs> and 
I, there's no way I would be able to wrap my head around it. Not just you've been dead. Your child was yeah. and died here's in a, captivity. Here's your grandbaby. And your great con- grandbaby. Great grandbaby. <laughs> and your consciousness has been loaded into a Jack Russell Terrier. Yes. yes. <laughs> or a sloth or just some body that is not your body. Yoda. Like I, I could <laughs> literally be looking in a mirror at a baby Yoda and I'd be like, nah, uh you know, that that's yeah. all that, like, my yeah. brain would, this is, um, I'll wake up in a minute, or, you know, this is a big goof, and y'all are, y'all did a good job, this must have cost a bunch of money. But that's, it, you wouldn't be able to convince me of it. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm in the Matrix. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I get why and all that. I think it's the mistrust in Axe that I found very strange, because, like. He starts it. He does. Axe is an asshole. But there's no real reason. Like, there was nothing. But again, I guess also the fact of the matter is she's been fighting in this war. The Andalites never came to help. I yeah. can totally write this entire paper by myself. I don't need you to, I guess. <laughs> well, they said that uh, They said that she was fighting in the war against the Andalites. Yeah, that that was the line I was going to go to, too. Oh, I like, missed that. Yeah. There's, she's fighting against the Yorks and the Andalites. Yeah, after post-Quantum Bomb, they're both her enemies. Yes. That's fair. So, but yeah, X X doesn't really like do it any. X is just do I mean, the situation any favors. He's a teenage boy. I get it, but God, sometimes I just want to smack him. Yeah, I did love the moment of bonding between. And why did we not get more Aldrea and Rachel together? But the one bit of bonding that was Aldrea throwing or Rachel throwing in. Well, you've just described human. Throw in arrogant and <laughs> yes. unfeeling, and you've got Andalites. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is maybe my second favorite moment of this book. Tobias has a really good line in this book too that I don't, I didn't make a note of what page it was on, and I can't find it now. But it was, uh, he was You're talking. You're not even to, looking. You're not even trying. I've looked like before the podcast, and I sort of gave up. I don't want to make page flippy noises. But uh, he uh, he says to Marco's talking about you know being safe or being a dead person, and Tobias's response is, "What's safer than a dead person?" Yeah. And I kind of like took a moment. And I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> Apparently not if you're no. Aldrea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no exactly. Rest in peace for you. Yeah. That's for all those Nothlet jokes. I bet you, it's the same thing you were talking about how it's an echo. I I, I can't It's just you a copy. You know, real real you is dead. You got no soul. That's but all I can any, think of. Any what? different from using a Star Wars tra- or a Star Trek transporter? Uh, no. I'm none. just trying to break Tim. In yeah, no. I want to watch the wheels turn. It's it's none different. I am curious, like how it affects the Andalite religion and thoughts like that. Like, because I mean, Aldria's religion is probably more Hork-Bajir, which is essentially a child. So, you know, probably not much. But she was an Andalite for X amount of years. You know, Axe also doesn't have any reaction to this. Of like, I don't know. In my mind. It's kind of horrific, and I don't even have like a really big religious base. I think, I think we get a little insight into it in the last book. Into axes. I mean, we do get a little bit of yeah. his religion. Well, uh, no, yeah. into into what Andalites might think about the Axilla, because there is myth in Andalite culture of genetic memory coming back up. That's right. I did forget about that. Oh, yeah, because of um, Tobias and, and his mm-hmm. dad. Yeah. And yeah, if I were to guess, 
it's probably viewed as this kind of, oh, hey, really reverent, this is a huge responsibility thing if they do it. And if they don't, and maybe it sounds like they don't because the take on this genetic memory is that is myth, is, you know, it would be like Tim coming out as a Jedi. What's so weird about that? <laughs> I just... Nothing. These are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, I was about to say, that's what it, that's what it has on my Facebook profile yeah. under religion. Um, like, I feel like it would be that sort of thing, like the, no, really, there's some science behind this and we'll explain it. And if not, like, okay, this is just a fluke. Elemis bullshit. Elemis bullshit. Is that how you pronounced it? It was, but that was without any real... Uh, it sounded no. valid to me. Yeah, that sounded a lot more valid than the way that I was pronouncing it in my head. Ixcala? Yep. Which sounds pretty dumb now after yeah. hearing Ixcala. I'm just going to assume that this particular alien word has Greek roots. Do we think there's any payoff for this? I mean, like, would we have a reason to go back to the hork world? Do you think it's going to do anything or... Yes. I mean... Yes. I uh, Okay, so I have a bad feeling about this Arn, and I have since the beginning. And I thought he was up to nefarious stuff. What kind of nefarious stuff? I don't I mean, know. He's... I don't know what you would need Hork-Bajir DNA for unless you're making more Hork-Bajir. I mean, that's what he's doing. Yeah, but it, like the minute he said that, I was like, ooh, don't give it to him. Now, Meg did ask a question in the car. Yeah. I was like, is there a chance that he's a controller? Yeah, and that's, the fact I thought that, that too. They never discuss this. Yeah. yeah, and then Alex did remind me that in Horkbajir Chronicles they have a trigger in their head, so if a Yerk tries to control them, kaput. that's true. But oh, that's yes, a good you're point. right. Tobias knows this, but I don't know. I just don't see Tobias sitting down. I mean, we never see Tobias telling him who his dad is, so I don't see also, him sitting down and being like, "Let me explain to you the entire Horkbajir history." And oh yeah, they have these trigger things. It, the fact that it just never comes up. Yeah. I think that he was with them for more than three days, wasn't he? Yes, he yeah. was. Yes. It took more than three days to get there. So, But I'm not talking about on the ship. I'm talking about, hey, you called him Jeremy. That's his name, Jeremy. Jaharimi. Okay, fine. That's what I said, <laughs> Jeremy. The Hork-Bajir shows up and is like, hey, uh, we need you to come talk. And they're like, yeah, we'll just come in human form. And I'm just like, that kind of goes against every instinct the Animorphs seem to have of like protect your identity first which they seem to like we said further and further away from that the the deeper we go in this on earth at least yeah when they're on the hork bajir homeworld then they're very careful about their secrets (laughs) yeah i i don't know that i trust slarty bartfist either (laughs) i don't but mostly i assume that he's going to somehow benefit from this. Like he yes. has also cooked himself up a new body yes. and is just trying to restart civilization on his planet. Which... I have no reason for assuming any of that. Like nothing happened in this book, but it was just my immediate reaction was, I don't trust this. Well, the Arn are terrible. Yes. And I feel like it's going to come back up in the story, this whole thing. Like it's not just a dangling thread. We're leaving off here. I wouldn't be surprised if Aldrea comes back too. The way she was put back in the bottle. Yeah. I, I, yeah, something's going to come of this. See, I read this as being like that time they went to the Iskrut homeworld of it will help them in a broad general sense over time, but does not get an immediate payoff. Right. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he's working with the Yerks to make more Bork Bajir controllers. I feel oh, like sacrificing a giant Yerk pool is probably not 
part of their plan. Probably not, but I don't know that he knew they were going to do that either. Oh, but he didn't try to stop them. Why would he work with the Yerks? Like I, I, it, the one okay. thing I do buy as being earnest from him is his fury. If he, fury yeah, yeah, but if he's really the last of his species, and the Yerks offer some sort of solution to either his immediate death or the species' immediate death, then that could be. Maybe they're making Arnbots. But if they're not making Yerkbots yet, then why would uh, they be making Arnbots? I mean, just throwing a theory. They haven't out there. figured out how to make bodies for themselves only. Controllers. How did Krang figure it out, but the Yerks can't? I know we've made that that comment before, but I mean, Krang's all brain. That's true. It's true. I, I mean, I think it's a good look at like the fact that he keeps calling it the Arn planet, not and like, yeah. it's the Horkvajir planet, and I think it's a, just another way of looking at kind of you know we think of this as the human world, but it's really not just the humans. And honestly, there are other animals still in the Horkvajir world. They're not alone. Yeah, you know they see this monkey. Chadu. Yeah. Much ado about nothing. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know. It, it it was a weird book, <laughs> and the fact that I, I just the ending. I'm sorry. The fact that they had to trick Toby and the way they tricked Toby, uh, yeah, none, like, of, none that. of that made sense. And that it is didn't. coloring my entire impression of this book. It, it did not make sense at all. I mean, I get why they had to trick her, but also what? I think she's smart enough to realize like. They only took her. There is no other hork on this planet. She can't procreate on her own, as far as we know. I well, mean, I think the implication was she was talking with the Arn as though, like, they will plan together and she will lead his clones. Fair, I don't okay. understand why that seems like such a bad idea, either. Because the hork on Earth need her. Why do we need hork on Earth? Why can't we move them all to the homeworld, then? Because the homeworld is still, like... It's still taken over by well, Yerks. I mean, like it, that being the they would just be enslaved again. Yeah. Sure, but that being the like overall goal of all of this, it's at some point to they're get gonna... them um, enslaved again. No, 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 to get them home again. Sure, eventually, yes. Yeah. But they had. I mean, they almost died. They went into a battle to get to this home planet. This home planet That's is true. still surrounded by both sides. But I, this... I just, I, I guess, I saw that as being the ultimate goal anyway. Well, and I think though this is back to the the Aldrea viewpoint that. This is maybe no longer the Hork-Bajir homeworld. That's okay. where she's from, but it is not her home. Okay. It is not where her life is. It is fair. a shell of itself. It has been destroyed. It is not for her worth fighting for, because that, that's what makes her give up and go back, like yeah. without a fight from Cassie. Mm-hmm. Or with Cassie. But it did seem sort of like either rushed or displaced or not very well explained. I think it end. was kind of a bit of hand-waving. Yeah. Um, like, the way it plays out is just, you know, okay, clearly Toby is invested in fighting this fight here. She's not going to go back probably. I don't know. We haven't talked to her about it. No, they don't talk to her about yeah. it at all. Instead, Cassie and Aldrea and Axe come up with a scheme to make it seem like Aldrea is not going to let Cassie's body go. But, like, why would that make her go back? Why? Like, why? And then Axe takes Toby as a... Hostage. Hostage so that Aldrea will leave the body. But he's... Okay. And then... Unless he's dragging Toby onto the ship, like that's it what he does. Yeah, I he think that's sort of drag anybody on the ship. He has this, they have no upper body. Tail there. blade to neck. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have they tiny don't. arms. You're not going to do he anything to me. Tiny arms. 
This is true. But it's that tail. So, so if, if Han is ever taken hostage by an Andalite, that's just going to be her move is just shove away the hands. <laughs> shove away the hands. The smack the hands away. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think it, I, I think a lot of my issues with the Animorph books, which again, love the Animorph books, completely like part of my whole development in childhood, is that the endings are always weak. Well, yeah, we spend more time, like, we spend more time in most of them on setup than on... The actual... Than on getting back to zero for the next book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it has to resolve and it has to wrap here. It's the weakest part of the book, no question. I, for me, it doesn't undercut the rest of it. The thing that irritates me about it more than anything is just like... Toby is smarter than that. Like, yeah. You're taking yeah. autonomy from this this person who is billed as like this unique mind in the universe. Yeah, it, it's like, she's probably smarter than the animal. It is and, sort oh, of yeah. underselling Toby's intelligence. That like, hey, instead of just talking to her and making her understand this from her, you know, great grandmother, yeah. let's trick her. Yeah. And to, uh, I'm like sure we could have had a rational conversation about this. Because Aldrea is still a little bit Andalite. Ah, uh, uh, fair. Now it makes sense. And if we go back to Hork Bajir Chronicle, like, is that not something Aldrea would have put on Doc? Yes. Yeah. So I Absolutely. Guess changed too much. This is true. Same old asshole. <laughs> hey, can we talk about my favorite part of the book? Speaking of Andrea not changing, Aldrea not changing? Sure. Um, no. when she starts to argue with the plaid, and she's like, you can't morph that quickly. You can't morph this much. You guys don't understand morphing. We should do espionage. And they're just like, no, shut up. We have morphed more yeah. than anyone else in the fucking galaxy. It's probably true. Sit down. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, probably about it. Like, we know it's true. Yeah. Andalites don't morph much. Yeah. It's probably the Animorphs, then Visser 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I'll drink. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely. I liked the uh the the moment of reconciliation between Aldrea and Axe too. When he yeah. finally refers to her as a Horkbajir. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Brother yeah. and Light Sister Horkbajir. Yeah. Um, it was very good. And Cassie showing off making the whole, the the spikes come out. Yeah. That was a little much, but I also really liked it. We we push the limits of maybe what is canonically morphing. Yeah. And I went around in circles on this one. Because at first it was like... The way I read it at first was, okay, Cassie is morphing quickly and controlling the exact order of what morphs. But the further we got into it, the more I finally settled on, okay, here is how I can get from A to B and what she's doing. It wasn't just... She went bird to human to whale. It was she was trying to hold on to as many features of each morph as she could. Right. right. So nothing looked terrestrial. Yeah. How is that different? They're different creatures. But in principle, how is that different from Axe mixing up a bunch of different human yeah. it's, morphs? It's not, yeah. yeah. It it's is not. different. It is different. It's I different think, DNA. Mixing up yeah. a bunch of different humans. All of our DNA is like 99% the same. Sure. 
whale and bird are not 99% the same. <laughs> no, well, and like definitely you know, maybe 80% the same. I, I took it as 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 somehow controlling the sectional changes. Like part of Cassie did go bird to human to whale. Part of Cassie stayed bird, but would eventually have gone human. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just kind of when it clearly takes a toll, and it's clearly yeah, I was like... About to say, I do appreciate that she basically passes This out. was not the first time we dropped a whale from the air, though. No, it? it's no, we not. we do this frequently. Yeah. It's kind of great. Yeah. It always makes me think of Hitchhiker's... Well, this yeah. was a Hitchhiker's heavy episode, huh? Yeah, it, it is. is. It is. Um, but it always makes me think of that bowl of petunias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also think no one in the universe but Cassie could have pulled that off. No, no. of course not. Yeah. And I think Aldrea all but says that. Yeah. Yeah. It does, going back to the idea of there being Andalites who morph as, like, dance, as art, Mm -hmm. it does make a little more sense than if they do have people who have enough skill to kind of, like, flow from one thing to the other and hold that way. Like, in that context, too, I could kind of see this having some foundation. Right. Like, I had to sell myself on it a little more than the book sold me on it, but I got there. You know, you you could almost... You could almost buy into Cassie moving so quickly from one to the other, like with a human stop in between, that it almost would appear that she's going. And there's also a point where Cassie's like, I need you. Well, once she's more whale and they're underwater, but still an agglomeration of morphs. um, There's a point where she's like, Aldrea, I need you to steer. Yeah. Yes. And I think there's probably something to, she can control the morphing this specifically, but not actually like motor function. Mm-hmm. Which is another one because when Aldrea first steers the wolf, Cassie had all kinds of trust problems with that. Yeah. Too. She's going to run into the tree. Well, to be fair, this was after the point Aldrea tried to control her and asked, and Cassie was like, fucking don't do that again. Yeah. And... To Aldrea's credit, she's like, sorry, not on purpose. You know, she it's not like a control issue or it's not a power yeah. issue or balance or anything between them. Like, she immediately is like, nope, you're right. That's, nope, there's a line. Got it. Cool. <laughs> and I think that realization helped. Knowing that she would be like, cool. And every time after that, she's like, can I use your mouth? Can I control this? And so, yeah. Yeah. I also think this is a really good Marco and Jake book. I really like Marco. I didn't find annoying. Yeah. Uh, he knows when to be quiet in this one. He does. I did appreciate his chatter with the Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I do like how much the Chi come up these days, like that they're actually, you know, being used and stuff. And oh, so dang old. Um, yeah, it was the, uh, and if we, if we are gone long enough, <laughs> just go ahead and go on the date yeah. for me. <laughs> Also, I need a paper. Yes. <laughs> Which we said some wild things about Eric the Chi last episode, <laughs> but apparently he was was uh, Fred, uh, FDR. FDR's b- yeah. butler. Yeah. Like, yeah, the term New Deal, my idea. Yeah. yeah. Came up with it at our poker game. I did love did that. Like, that. Uh, yeah, the 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 Chi that'll be playing you. You can just. Disregard his full-time job. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just go. He will make your love life his first priority. <laughs> yes. Never mind the store he manages. Yeah. Then Marco's like, good. As long as we're all in the, the same plan here. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I think it was because sometimes Jake's a big idiot and uh, I know he's having trouble with being a leader. I think that's kind of been his plot point the past few and, and making these decisions. But he made some solid decisions in this. and Yeah, and know. he didn't have any trouble doing it in this one yeah. too. Which, like everything was quick, everything was sharp, everything was decisive. Like almost too much so. You know? Um, yeah. Like it's not really Jake? Are well, like like the Ghost Rider over Jake. That's fair. I mean, Jake's stance in this usually comes down to a very valid. Guys, come on! <laughs> it's easy when that when you can default to that. Yeah. yeah. But even the, there was a couple of times when he even you know shut down Aldrea. Yeah. As like, no, you, you ain't running this. I like your boyfriend, Cassie. <laughs> I do appreciate that. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, we get told that he's very cool headed and everything and, and we're not always shown that. And it was really good to actually be shown, you know, I I don't know. And that he's not flipping out about Cassie being in control. I mean, he probably is, but that it's not, his not, his entire character is not, are you okay? Are you doing okay? Please be careful. I like the books better. Like when Jake doesn't make any mistakes and doesn't have any, like. Doesn't make any mistakes. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't buy it. I like the books where he at least has a moment of hesitation or gotcha. delay or something. I mean, he's still just a kid. But I think he hasn't been a general for 40 years or something. You some know? of this sets up for great things that Jake, like the decisions and seeing these, these things succeed are going to set up great things later of like. Great failures. Great failures or miss, you know, things where he's like, this worked here. And yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. like the fact that there's some of these. Okay. You know, because right. we've had it in the past where, you know, he's. Made a decision, made the same decision later, or a similar decision, and it's not worked. Yeah. yeah okay. So. Also, the last Jake book really did hit the quota of Jake fucking up for this <laughs> cycle. <laughs> That's true. Kinda, right. yeah. You don't believe there's a quota on Jake fucking up? Is it because you relate to him so much? Yes, <laughs> I think so. And maybe that's why. Like, this is the least relatable Jake, the one who's super <laughs> on top of everything. <laughs> This is the manager, Jake. Yeah, he, I'm like, you're not my, you're not my friend, Jake. You're some other Jake who understands how to life. You're the Jake who like disappears after high school for five years and then comes back at the ten year reunion and suddenly like you have everything together. Yeah, <laughs> who does that? No one should have everything together in a ten year. This is also why I didn't go to my ten year because I don't have everything together. And I'm so afraid I'm the only one. I didn't go to my tenure because it just sounded hellish. Also, Facebook's a thing. So I didn't go to my tenure because I didn't want to go to high school in the first place. <laughs> Fine. Hang on. Sorry. Dropped a hook. No, I don't know why you let her off the hook like that. I was just going to make her. You know what? Fuck you. Off the hook? <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> by hook or by crook? <sighs> we'll just make hook puns for the rest of the day. You do that. Whatever you say, Tinkerbell. <laughs> Getting that one out there preemptively because yeah, I had that nickname in high school. Hooker. My fourth grade teacher was Miss Hooker. No. Ah. Something, something, TJ Hooker. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to this think was of not a fun thing to give me. I'm just going to poke Tim now. Oh, no. <laughs> She's armed. I might actually end up hurting myself. Here. No, it's fine. I can figure it out. I'm an adult. <laughs> okay, just don't pinch your finger closed. Those are not the scissors. Those are the pliers. <laughs> These are Thank not you. the scissors you are looking for. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to get this stuff out. Where the, the pliers no. will work, though. Okay. There's, there's wire snips on them. 
stop staring at me, guys. Keep talking. <laughs> this is way more interesting. No, it's not. Yes. It's like the Dr. Pepper bottle, only in person. I, you know what? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I record with you too much. I don't like this anymore. Um, On the bright side, you've got another year before you've got to do this in person. That's fair. Assuming I don't come home before then. Alex doesn't want me She's to now home. got a second tool to operate the first tool. So I had a weird thought while reading this, and I'm not entirely sure what caused it or how to... Um, how it applies, but something about this in the way Cassie was talking, um, I started questioning, do you think after the war, after all this is done, Cassie's going to continue to morph or any of them? I guess it's more of any of them who, after this war is done, assuming that they win is going to continue to use these powers. I don't think any of them will. I disagree. I think, I think we've talked about Cassie before. I, the part of me was like, we may have had this conversation. I don't see her morphing much. I see her like doing veterinarians without borders or whatever. And like traveling. Veterinarians without borders. I mean, you know Is what I mean when thing? I say that. No, but okay. you, know what oh. I, you know what I mean when I yeah. say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like going, working in at-risk animal populations. Oh, and using the morphs to morph into them to kind of gain, res- not respect, um... A way in. There's yeah. more for that. To, to like get a feel for their instincts. And yeah. to, and also just like sometimes when she can, like finding an open field and being a horse. Yeah. I don't see Jake ever doing it again. Um, I see Rachel theoretically doing it like... As a vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> As a vigilante, maybe? Like, yeah. she's, I think, the most likely to play superhero. Yeah, but, like, I imagine not on, like, a grand scale. Just stopping injustices as she sees them and can without giving herself away. But also just, like, in the same way that... She's also going to fly with Tobias. Well, yeah, yeah like, in sure. the same way that Tobias is going to live in both of his worlds. Yeah. She's going to do that, too. She's... Okay. I think there's a part of her that is not so much, like, sometimes I'm bird and sometimes I'm human, but, like... This is a part of me, and I. Why would I not accept this part of me? Um, I don't agree with Jake. I. I you don't. think Jake would? I don't see. No, I don't see Jake surviving without the war. Or that's the wrong way of putting it. Um, I see Jake going more military, and maybe. I mean, they still have the cube, so see, I don't know. I guess I can kind of see. So you think he would join the army, and or, be like an army tiger? I don't. Maybe no, not necessarily that, but like. The war ends. People find out what's going on. He's a he's a bomb dolphin, <laughs> a mind dolphin. <laughs> Anyways, I like bomb dolphin. <laughs> I can see the government trying to recruit him to do some elite, you know, morphine team. That's not, and then the rest of the guys being like, "No, peace out. I'm not actually doing that." But I, I, I don't see Jake coming back to being a normal person. You think he starts his 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 animorphs 2.0? See, I go hard the opposite direction on Jake. I think Jake sees his future in how his grandfather dealt with the war. Okay. Like, I very much see it as this is a thing. He even says, I'm going to have to get myself a chest to put all this away in and never yeah. look at. That, okay, fair. I, I do get that. But we can all agree that, like, Marco becomes, like, emotional support dogs just to get, like, women to touch Yes. Yeah. And also just, like, he enjoys being a puppy. Yes. It, it allows Marco to make his puppy play 
a very literal thing. And also, yes, he'll just wander through parks so that women will be like, oh, where did you come from, little guy? I mean, to be fair, if they ever become famous, Marco's like the one that's going to be like, I got it. Don't worry. Yes. Yes. Alternatively, stunt animal. Oh, yes. definitely, definitely. Yes, yeah. I, I could see, see Rachel. I was about to say yeah. Rachel doing that to get money. Yeah, yeah. And just because, like, okay, we need someone to wrestle Lou Ferrigno as a bear. <laughs> Rachel's like, I am here. Yeah. I will kick the Hulk's ass. Yes. Um, Axe would go home and continue to be a warrior, or some kind of like tourist guide. Like, hey, Andalites, come to Earth and try eating food great. Yeah, like, we see we see I earlier see in his books that kind of, like, here are the things yeah. you need to know. But I think I think there is sort of, like, a cultural liaison part yeah. of him. Yeah, like, yeah. like, if the war actually ends. What, what about, like, an Earth diplomat? Yeah. 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 Something yeah, a little more official than a... Diplomat or an expatriate, or expatriate, if <laughs> you will. Because <laughs> he... His his official stance at this point is Jake is his prince, and he yep. answers yeah. to him, not the Andalites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's yeah. There's no one that's going to protect Earth Andalite relations better than him. Yeah. What did you think about the uh, Aldrea saying, "Yes, I will follow you as my prince"? To Jake? I thought it was snarky. Oh, it was totally snarky, but I yeah. think it's also you know her upbringing, like. Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it because it makes sense to do it right now. But but also, fuck you. Yeah, I don't really have any respect for you. I did like the really honest... Yeah, I don't know if you mean it or not, but I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yep. I also appreciate... um, At one point, Cassie says something about how Axe has been hanging out with Marco too much in a sense of humor. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I'm a big, like, shipper of Marco and Axe, I guess, nowadays. (laughs) This is my new thing. You're down with the whole Max Arco... Max Arco. <laughs> Axe, Marco, slash Vic Vor stuff. You know what? Not the Vor stuff. Darn, I tried to sneak that one in. Yep, I knew. No. I, I, I like Axe Mark, or Max Arco. <laughs> I can't even say it wrong. Max Arco? Yes. Private Eye. <laughs> Max Arco, Private Eye. <laughs> Gorilla walked into my office. <laughs> Gorilla, my dreams. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. That's all I had. <laughs> so you're welcome. Anything else about this book? Did we talk about the whole fighting the Yerks in space? Not in enough detail, I think. Just because it was kind of a cool moment with the team up. Yeah. Um. They're attacked by an Andalite ship because they're in a Yerk ship. And they have to decide, like, who, how to deal with the Andalite. Do we kill him? Do we try to disable the ship? Do we run the risk of him alerting someone and us getting more Andalites on us? And this is another one where Jake, you know, pretty much overrides. Axe doesn't want any part of it. And Jake's like, no, nah, we're doing this. Yeah. It, but it's also a good moment of Axe is his prince. And he does yes. what he can to help. Yeah. It's also kind of like Jake not just overriding Axe, but also overriding Cassie. That's yeah. true. Yep. Um. Like, Jake having to make the decision to listen to this passenger in Cassie's body. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, then the Yerks show up, four Yerk bug fighters, and we get just the best aerial tactics from Tobias. Here's, yeah. yes. I'm going to change my Tobias answer. He is like first mate on Starfleet. What? Yes. It's like, as long as Rachel's okay, Tobias, best military mind. Yeah. Rachel in any slight danger, Tobias fall apart. And can we have... Don't like it. The space adventures of Rachel and Tobias. Yes, we can. In a comic book. With Jen Bartell doing the covers. Yes. Um, so I think I've basically just described Star Fox. <laughs> Probably. Animals flying ships through space. Yep, that's Star Fox. Um, these four York bug fighters show up. And then everyone's like, maybe if we shoot them, the Adelite won't kill us. It will help us stop them. Yeah. And that happens. And it's great. It is, because it's not something that I thought of or expected. It was not my immediate reaction. And it's really cool that these teenagers are like, oh, yeah, number one enemy is the Yerks. We may not necessarily like the Andalites, but we don't necessarily want to kill them. Yeah. And the, the Andalite does the little flip wave thing yeah. on the way out. Like, appreciate it and yeah. moves on. Probably going, I don't know who the fuck was on that ship, but I guess yeah. my savior. <laughs> Would never guess. Would never in a million no. years guess yeah, no, the contents no. of that ship. No. Arn, four, three full humans, one half bird human, <laughs> one half bird, half orc bajir human, and an andalite. Yeah. yeah. Half bird, half orc bajir. Half human, half orc bajir. Sorry. Cassie oh, has a orc bajir on her too. Oh, and a orc bajir. Yeah. yeah. Do you think when Max Arco takes off his fedora, stalk eyes appear? I think Max Arco wears. You know the Steve he's Max Arco, <laughs> Private Eye. Oh, you know the Steve Martin like arrow through the head. Yes, yes. All right. I think the hat has fake stock eyes attached to it, so when he <laughs> lifts the hat, the eyes go with it. Nice, nice. Little little googly eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm buying you guys googly eyes and putting them everywhere. It's a Dragon Con tradition. Yes, apparently. We do this in our office. What else we got? I think that's kind of it. We've kind of covered the Hork Bajir planets. We've, I did, oh, so another thing that I said while reading, um, you know, we talk about the Hork Bajir planet and how massive it is and all these massive trees. But there's this really great line um, from Marco about how this tree could make the lawn furniture for an entire country. And it's a weird kind of description, but it works so yeah. well. Because like, I'm thinking big trees, not big enough. These are basically like, picture the biggest skyscraper you can. Now they're trees. But it's even bigger than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the very beginning of this? The doodle? The doodle. I do appreciate that almost every Cassie and Rachel book, like they're in some kind of morph, like being like, we fucked something up. Let's go do it. Don't tell Jake. <laughs> I feel like this is the most innocuous, like, normal teenager thing to have happen, though. Yes. That it almost feels like cheating. This is the most one of these has felt like, no, this is abuse of power. I, well, I, my, um, my... No, there's no abuse of power when you're not given any rules. Okay. What's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, there's one rule. <laughs> don't morph when you don't need to. That's um, the scariest thing anybody's <laughs> ever said. There is no abuse of power when there is no rules. You know this is why rules are fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, can't break them if you don't have them. 
Exactly. My my question is. That's a Jake role, though. Is if math teacher had kept this doodle. She wouldn't have cared. Yeah, what exactly. is the terrible effect? Think about that. But you're thinking that as a 30-something-year-old man, and I'm That's thinking true. that as a 30-something-year-old woman and another 30-year-old man. But as a 12-year-old girl, oh boy, no. I would have lost so much sleep. Like, I've already, like, panic flashbacks of anything. Yeah. What is the nightmare version of what the teacher does I with know. this? That's, that's the thing. Gives with it, it to Jake. Or talks what? about it in front of the entire class. There are so many nightmare things about this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you never a teenager that had a crush and, like, didn't mm. want the crush to find out? Oh, I never had to worry about them finding out or not. I, I never doodled. Oh, I doodle. I never I doodled. doodled. I never doodled secrets. I'm either crocheting or doodling while we're... Like the oh. nuclear codes never got doodled on my math homework. I don't know if you know this about me, but I keep a pretty straight face. <laughs> okay, cool. Fine. Let me tell you about being a teenage girl. So <laughs> That's kind of what I was asking. No, it's... it's. I don't know. It's... I'm serious. Did you not have crushes in middle school? I mean... Where the most horrific thing was find your crush finding out, especially if they did not feel the same way. I don't know. That was I was a long wildly time ago. unpopular. They were <laughs> yeah. never going to feel the same way. I knew and accepted this. Therefore, there was never any. Okay, evidence. fine. I had at least some level of popularity, I guess, where this was a thing. But I also had. I mean, I remember in fifth grade the guy finding out and not liking me back, and then it, like the face that he made, and it was horrific, and it still haunts my dreams. And that was fifth grade, so. And I still remember his name. I was happy when people didn't call me names. Why do I make podcasts with her? <laughs> yeah. I need someone who understands. <laughs> I, I, I have this vision of like sixth grade Han doodling the location of Hoffa's body. And then turning <laughs> it in and then freaking out a lot. And like, oh no, they're going to know. Here's the truth. This is the setup in 50 years for a national treasure. Yes, there you go. I'm just saying, it, I understand. She doodled it on the back of the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> ben Franklin doodled his crush on the back of the Constitution. <laughs> they were just passing you know around what? the Constitution. There are so many things you know wrong what? about that sentence. You like, know what? I feel like I should get into Discord right now and be like, I need all of them to come <laughs> out me because they understand. No, they absolutely do. Tim and I are the robots here. Yes, this yes. is true. This is true. There's nothing better than, I, I don't know. It's like, when you grow out of that, I think I find it a little sad. No, I get but. having crushes. I just don't get leaving evidence. You didn't doodle anybody's name? You no. never sat there and okay. daydreamed the whole time and just doodled? Class was never that boring? No, I was unbearable. I mean, you still are, but. so Exactly. Imagine this. But worse. What I want to do now. Okay. Is Doodle your crush's name? So Megan was published in a book. What I want to do now is I want to get a copy of that book. I want you to doodle a secret of some great importance. And then I want to donate that book to the library. Have I ever told you about... Okay, so... And just see if it ever comes back. Animorphs number five, which is the Marco is a gorilla on the cover. My crush in fourth great yeah, it was fourth grade took that book from me and wrote in it do you like me and i've kept that book and i've always kept it and I occasionally look at it and i'm like oh that's so well, cute i imagine he wanted you to respond i did respond oh i was about to say that. i, was I like, totally <laughs> liked it that's what <laughs> morphs number five was, was, for. Yeah. was <laughs> she, she kept the book and she's like neat and then turned around and just kept walking <laughs> he, he played jake 
fucking hell, I was Rachel, and I hate all of this now. <laughs> when we ran around on the playground playing Animorphs. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. He turned out to be Wait. a total loser, too. It's so sad. So you had a crush on your cousin when you played on the playground? <sighs> no, at the time, I played Rachel. I was badass. And he played Jake. No, we didn't have a Tobias, though. All the birds in the sky were your Tobias. <laughs> Nature provided. That's fair. But man, that that was a crush. And yes, I still have that book where it says it in there. You flip through and look at the bottom. It's near one of the little pictures. Mm. And I'm not going to doodle in a secret into your book. No, um, it has to be like a military secret or something. Like we have to find out something like massive. When do you think I have military secret? Actually, I don't know. But actually. how else are we going to cause the plot of National Treasure? Actually. Like I need... Actually. <laughs> I feel like this math teacher would have been doing a cat doing Cassie a favor if she had given Jake the note or the doodle. Also, Jake would have been like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because he has no emotional maturity. They in that way they do establish like the I don't know the relationship between Cassie and Jake in this, and like she does kind of want something more normal. I don't know if Jake does, but it's you know would he care? No, just I don't know. Were you never teased by a teacher in front of the class? Like never embarrassed in a class i don't feel embarrassment that's a human emotion that's fair that's fair i mean i got made fun of my accents in seventh grade and this is why i no longer sound southern i got made fun of enough by the other students the teachers usually took pity on me i don't know i just <laughs> and now i'm gonna call rob and just be like robin <laughs> can we talk about middle school and how awful it was and wonderful at the same time I miss the wonderful half of middle school. No, Same. middle school was actually hell yeah, it was honor. pretty terrible. You could not pay me. I would go back to elementary school maybe, and I would, mm. like I'd go back to high school maybe for like a day. I actually really liked high school for the most part, but you could not pay me to go back to middle. School. It, it wasn't. I didn't enjoy school until I got to college, because of the format of college, where it was just a lot more freedom. That was where I felt comfortable. I was good at school, so I was comfortable with it in that regard. But like socialization, I was, was I was, not. I was a good test taker, so I was not a good student. That's the okay. Well, okay. There. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Like I spent more time sleeping in the library's archive room than I did in some classes. Yeah. But I look back at high school like I imagine people look back at prison. <laughs> I made myself useful so they'd stop beating me up. It was Shawshank. Wow. I had a good high school. I mean, well, that's not true. I the high school was a mess. But, I don't know. I had a core group of friends. That made it worth it. I had a couple of friends. I also went to a school that opened that year. So, like, the whole hierarchy of high school wasn't a thing. Mm. So, like, it was, I don't know. It was a little bit of an easier time. A lot more of my drama happened outside of school. It wasn't school-related. Hey, Tim, when you edit this, feel free to make me sound less pathetic as a kid. (laughs) I'm going to edit out everything except for that line. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Shortest episode ever. Oh. This and is the problem with recording in person. It gets too personal. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about? Do you want us to learn about being a teenage girl? I mean, we can have that conversation. It's a lot of emotions, guys. I just never left evidence. That's like if my mother taught me one thing, it was never leave evidence. She taught me two things. It was there's no problem that can't be solved with high explosives. 
Um, That's an actual my mother quote. To the cops without a lawyer around. That is what my mother taught me. Do not say anything. Just never say. I have a cop for a dad, so yeah. it was one of those things that this is what I learned early. I just did you guys not pass notes? No. Not till I got to college. Never. You passed notes in college? Mm-hmm. I guess by that point I had texting. I didn't care. I never passed a single note. I received one note. It was also in college. So, Robin, who is one of my oldest and best of friends throughout, I think it was like eighth grade on, and I had a notebook that we would pass back and forth. Mm-hmm. We'd write notes between. I still have those somewhere. The that way one... it never looked like we were passing notes. We were passing a notebook. Just like... Jake Gyllenhaal? I also have a whole box of notebooks from old exes. What? Who was in the notebook? No, that was Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah, like, I still have all my notes from, like, my senior boyfriend. Senior year boyfriend. The only note I ever received was in History of Drama. It was an approximately fortune cookie fortune sized piece of paper with a small doodle of a gnome and the sentence, there are gnomes in my salad. Would you like me to pass you notes? Just give me paper. I will pass you guys notes. I'm right good. I, I don't, I'm not good at taking notes. No. No. That's not funny. No, no. No. All right. Yeah. We're Duly noted. Pass, Your face notes. was great, but no. <laughs> 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 start passing notes while we're recording the podcast. Yes. I think that's whenever we message each other while we're recording. Yeah, that's true. That's okay, true. yeah. I guess that is what it is now. I don't know. Do teenagers still pass notes? No, they text each other. Okay, but you're not supposed to have your cell phone out in class. Like, that stops anyone. I don't know. You can send text messages from your watch. <sighs> Annoyed by this. <laughs> and a lot of classes let you use phones now to look things up or because your textbooks are online. Also, you can message with things that aren't phones. <laughs> I don't know. I'm annoyed. Passing notes is like a really important part of childhood. I feel Apparently like- <laughs> not. Me- Actually, you know what? You know what? I think Meg's right. Maybe this is the problem with me. Maybe, in fact, this explains so much and I need to go back to high school and pass notes. Like, What's up, fellow teenagers? <laughs> I mean, I guess you're just gonna have you're just gonna hand him a note one day, and it's just gonna he's gonna have this like epiphany. There are gnomes in my salad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like <sighs> we need to continue because I'm having way too many rose colored thoughts about high school and middle school, and this is not okay. Nostalgia is okay. the worst. Well, just the fucking worst. Nostalgia so. is a toxic impulse that will kill us all. A lesson Aldrea learned. <laughs> you can't go home again because it is a giant pit of sludge and slugs. And you dead. And you dead. And everyone you love dead. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's not really like a holiday book. So I guess we are officially done summarizing the book and discussing it. I think Alex, so. Well, any technology before we go to Alex? There's not really a lot of technology options in this book. Yeah, I, I feel like. I feel like outside of I guess fucking text messaging and stuff. Yeah, you Maybe wouldn't if have they to had doodle some... <laughs> your your love for your boyfriend. You know what? No, you in could, this you guys case, don't get to see my doodles. Now. You could like, you could do it on Microsoft Paint. In this case, that's what I do. I doodle on my computer. <laughs> if written today, this plot would be 
Oh no, I meant to text this to Rachel. I accidentally texted it to Jake. Quick, let's steal his phone while he's yes. at basketball <laughs> practice think, and delete the message. No, I don't think it's necessarily that it, she doesn't want to get back to Jake. I think it's maybe in part like that she doesn't want to seem like the daydreamy lovey-dovey type or whatever. But it's just like Cassie, as she puts it in the book, is the girl that walks down the hall that you don't take second notice of. And the fact that if the teacher was like, whose note is this? Whose doodle? Like would be probably one of the most embarrassing things. Any teacher that does that would be an awful human being. There are a lot of teachers that are awful human beings. That's also true. Also, students passing notes in your class. I mean, I would also get frustrated about that too, but and I try to stop that. But I thought you were... Uh, you're you're living on both sides here. You are the. This is a problem with being an adult. <laughs> We've already been over this. The this only is... reason rules exist is to break them. <laughs> she's the ultimate defender of note passing you until both... she's in charge. You need both the law and the crime. <laughs> One I... cannot exist without the other. I just like I don't know. There's. I still have stuff at my mother's house um, because my apartment is never going to be big enough to hold all that. And I had to clean it out a couple years ago. Maybe it was last Christmas or something. And finding this box of notes that I've had since high school. And some of them are love letters from, you know, uh, old boyfriends or, you know, notes from old friends. And some are from people that I don't talk to anymore. And it's such a good moment of just, I don't know. The fact that you guys don't have this makes me sad. (laughs) I am the least nostalgic person on earth. Yeah, well, fuck you. Let the past <laughs> die. Kill it if you have to. <sighs> like water oh. in a stream. <laughs> the zen of Alex. Oh my God. Give me your goddamn animal facts. <laughs> if it's about spiders, I will punch. It has nothing to do with spiders. It is more a PSA than anything. If you live in North Carolina, I mean, I guess you could live near near North Carolina and still do this, but boy, howdy. There is an animal sanctuary that will take people's holiday leftovers to feed various animals they are caring for, as is appropriate. I appreciate that you made this holiday theme. I did. Um, this will come out well after the holidays, but... No, it won't. It'll come out New Year's, and that's still part of the holidays. Oh, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll hold my comment. Um, Skywatch Bird Rescue, which is about eleven miles north of Wilmington in Castle Hayne, takes injured and orphaned birds. Tobias would approve, uh, and relies entirely on donations. And they are happy to take whatever leftovers you have for the various possums, crows, jays, and seagulls. Look, we know crows are assholes, but do it anyway. Or is it jays that are assholes? Which one does it Tobias says are assholes? Crows are assholes. Um, Somehow I feel like I can picture Tobias saying exactly the words uh, crows are assholes, but he's never actually said assholes before. It doesn't matter. I think he said jerks or something like that. He meant assholes. He did. In the R-rated version of Animorphs. Um, according to the 2016 legal guide, Leftovers for Livestock, which is my favorite Gilderoy Lockhart novel. <laughs> That's a Harry Potter reference. Ah, uh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, written by Harvard Food Law 
Food Law and Policy Group and the Food Recovery Project at the University of Arkansas, the U.S. wastes 160 billion pounds of food yearly. Color me surprised. This is my shocked face. Yes. So, there you go. Are we not worried about cannibalism? They don't feed turkeys, do they? What if they feed turkeys to turkeys? I'm going to get, because they say they will use it as is appropriate. Okay. Also, I don't think turkeys are carnivores. I don't know. Maybe. They're terrifying. Look, here's how it works. They feed chicken to ducks. They feed ducks to turkeys. And that's where turducken comes from. (laughs) This message brought to you by... I remembered 10 minutes ago that I needed animal trivia for this week. (laughs) Thank you for that. I appreciate it being holiday themed and not about spiders because I was really worried you were going to do that. I have not put out spider trivia in almost a year. I truly appreciate that. Thank you. I believe the last time I did it was February. Let's go on to our favorite part of the podcast. All right. So. Oh, he didn't even need prompting. I've. I've been working on this for, I don't know, about an hour now. It's like when you put the coin in the Zoltar machine and Big, and he wakes up. I, uh... <laughs> he was, he was, like, leaned over and kind like of slumped? just, like, and I looking off to the side. Have, he had wound down. I had been working for two days. Oil on, can. <laughs> for my prediction about Visser. And it oh, was just not at the beginning of this episode that Alex told me that we're not doing Visser next. Hang on, let me we double check. Had a whole conversation last episode. It yeah. comes between thirty-five and thirty-six. Yeah. That was all that was a long time ago. That was less than a week ago. <laughs> right at a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The proposal? Okay. We'll blame the holidays. Oh, um, I was actually looking that up. I don't know. Sorry, I have text messages that made no sense and I was trying to figure out. If they were so They're about alive. gnomes and salads. Yeah. Meg looked it up in last episode, too. I did, and I'm doing it again. And yes, the proposal is our first. Okay. All right. And on our calendar. 10, for the record, it is on the calendar, and there is a list in our Discord. Yeah. I, I make no excuses. Um, you know what would be really funny? If we both read Visser for next week and Tim wrote <laughs> proposal, and we just told him. That would be mean. Marco's dad is going to get married. And Marco's mom finds out about it. You think Marco's just like, cool, dad, get married? No. I don't think he's happy about it at all. This is a Marco book, right? 35? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> now, Tim, I have a question. Okay. Are you putting this down because... Meg has been hinting that we would get a Marco's Dad Starts Dating Again book for the better part of the past year. No, because I didn't think about the fact that she'd said that until you just said that now. Okay, just making sure that your streak I mean, of not listening has continued. be fair. It was either a business proposal or a marriage proposal, and since it's a Marco book. We shouldn't have told him it was called The Proposal, because it would have been a lot more fun to figure out what you figured out then. Yeah. But it is kind of easy to tell what it's about, when yeah. that's what the name is. Okay, was. so that is what it's... It could be a business proposal. That could be a business I, proposal. I, I, when you Somebody pro- comes to Marco with... Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> a proposal. Mm-hmm. It's right before Visser. Oh, you don't know what Visitor's about. Never mind. No, I don't. It has an Andalite on the cover. It does have an Andalite on the cover. He never would have gotten (laughs) there. No, I've totally forgotten. I totally didn't need to spoil that. Sorry. Well, okay. He still won't get there. He still isn't getting there. It's okay. (laughs) He's got a whole month. He'll forget this (laughs) conversation. I really... Okay. I really thought it was about Visitor 3. 
It does have an Andalite on the cover. Yeah. To be fair, I barely remember what Viscera is about, but it may be about both. This is also the third time we've had this conversation yeah, on no. Mike. God damn it. I'm so sorry, listeners. I was trying to find a good anthology movie summary to summarize, and that was what my prediction for Visser was going to be. It was just a series of vignettes about the life of Visser 3. <laughs> this actually. <laughs> it's a series of vignettes of... Told non-chronologically. Pairs of people where one person is a controller and the other isn't, and the yerk moves, and then we see the, tra- the, the transfer just from host to host. Yes. This entire yerk's life. Yes. Sorry. You hate that because you love it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure everyone in love actually was a yerk. We tried to decide if we should let the twins watch love actually because it's like one of the few holiday movies that they haven't seen yet. And we decided not. I've never seen love actually. Me neither. Not surprised by either of you. Yeah. All right. So what do we do after that? Plugs? Any plugs? We got some plugs. Um, hey, listen to the Panelology Favorite Comics of 2019 episode. All of us are on it. Yes. It'll it's also nice. every year my favorite episode we put out. Because it's so frustrating? No, because it's so much fun and it's all of us talking about things we love. It is the most positive thing we get to do on a generally very positive podcast anyway. That's true. And like... If you are not a comics person and don't want to commit weekly, it's still a great way to get a summary of everything that has been good in the past year yes, because it's that we have read. only 2019. It's not everything that we read for 2019. Yeah. It's stuff that came out in 2019, which I always forget, which is why yeah. I have to read a lot of 2019 comics. It is now. stuff that has finished at least an arc in 2019. Yes. And uh, Judging Book Covers just did actually our top five books for 2019 that we really loved and somehow because stephanie and i are always in sync i did five books that had nothing to do with the podcast she did five books we read for the podcast so we each did a six that swapped that out so it's 12 books that were really great for 2019 contact awesome. is not on that <laughs> shocking <laughs> uh and you can hear me on minds at yerk we just did book 34 the prophecy that's all i got going on right now oh there's also the rob thomas no not that one rob cast that is a good podcast. Nope. We're is. talking about Veronica Mars. I'm getting caught up now as we speak. Good. Good. Did you guys put out a... No, we had a new Minds at York this week. Yep. Okay. Our next episode has uh, MJ's friend Matt Storm. I bet that's DJ good. DJ Stormageddon. Yeah, I bet that's good. On the show. Yeah, that'll be good. It is. It is the longest episode we've ever recorded because we were both on it. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping a quick plug for Tim, who completely forgot that he is on an episode of Tunnels. You can find more information about that on our Twitter feed. Uh, man, this is really weird to do without a sheet. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're good. I'm going to let you pick a page. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck we do to close this podcast out, apparently. See, all that shit you give me about whether it's before we say our names or after. It's because I have, <laughs> I have the sheet. I have the sheet. 
Um, we also do the thing about uh, we'd like to think Christina oh, Red Spinks. That's what I'm forgetting. I'm going to have to do this by memory. All right. I thought that's what you meant was the sheet. <laughs> that was that part. Shit, no, I forgot about that. Um, also, okay. I, I really like, I just want to cut out that one little section of her yelling, I have the sheet. <laughs> I have the sheet. <laughs> do you have the pelican brief? I have the sheet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not going to do this off of memory because you're both going to stare at me and it make me very uncomfortable. So We would uh, never. Uh, um, I just hit the mic. Just, also, she almost hit me in the face. Yeah, you would have deserved it. <laughs> um, we'd like to thank Christina Red Spinks because they're amazing and they did our show art. Oh, thank you. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit Chaos Does Art on Instagram. And... They also have a Twitch that is awesome if you want to watch them create. It's really cool. They post their Twitch in our Discord, so join that. You can also peep our social meds. Mine's at Yurik on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Someone needs to update our Instagram with some stuff. I, uh, yes. I need working Photoshop again to do more shitty andalites. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at minds at yurk at gmail.com. And hey, guys, it's 2020. They're New Year's resolutions. Someone send us some questions. Let's chat. Um, you can also visit our website at minds at yurk.com. How do you spell yurk? Yankee Echo Echo Romeo Kilo yeah. Oreo. No, there's no other. <laughs> and on this I farm, mean, we had a yurko. <laughs> Y e e r k o. If you like us and want to help us out, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. The O's at the end of Kilo, not the word Yerk. <laughs> I'm so sorry for this episode. Yerk. This is why we record remotely. That's fine. Yerko, Tim's editing it. <laughs> Yerko was He Man's little friend, right? Yerko Polo. <laughs> We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify. That's what all the Yerks do in the Yerk pool. <laughs> and if we are not on your podcatcher of choice, please let us know. Again, so sorry for this episode. <laughs> the ones we apologize for are usually the best. <laughs> Again, that's not true. <laughs> Potato Pierco. <laughs> when? Just when? <laughs> the wolf has good speed, Rachel chattered on. I've been Megan. My name is still Alex. And I think I was Tim. And until then, we fight. Fucking hell. Guys, I'm actually really uncomfortable with doing this in person. I'm just going to like <laughs> sit in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have her spin around backwards. <laughs> Can I just get a second table? (laughs) (laughs) I can, I don't know, find something to blindfold you with. I think I have an Adventure Zone bandana somewhere. I don't want to know what blindfold you have, Alex. (laughs) It's an Adventure Zone bandana, never before used. (laughs) It's fine. It was a Max Fun Drive gift. I have one of those for uh, Flophouse. Yeah. Mine is used, though, because I wear it in my hair. I don't have a use for a bandana, but I have one. There are plenty of uses for bandanas. For me? Yeah, wear it on your head. Use it to wipe your forehead. That's what handkerchiefs are for. What the fuck's the difference? <laughs> Size. I, tur- I I would tie my bandana around my thigh for my 80s hair metal moments. Okay. I was like, is it turning it? Okay, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Are you bleeding out? <laughs> All right.